section zero of english literature its history and its significance for the life of the english-speaking world by william j long ph d heidelberg this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by tony oliva preface this book which presents the whole splendid history of english literature from anglo-saxon times to the close of the victorian era has three specific aims the first is to create or to encourage in every student the desire to read the best books and to know literature itself rather than what has been written about literature the second is to interpret literature both personally and historically that is to show how a great book generally reflects not only the author's life and thought but also the spirit of the age and the ideals of the nation's history the third aim is to show by a study of each successive period how our literature has steadily developed from its first simple songs and stories to its present complexity in prose and poetry to carry out these aims we have introduced the following features one a brief accurate summary of historical events and social conditions in each period and a consideration of the ideals which stirred the whole nation as in the days of elizabeth before they found expression in literature two a study of the various literary epochs in turn showing what each gained from the epoch preceding and how each aided in the development of a national literature three a readable biography of every important writer showing how he lived and worked how he met success or failure how he influenced his age and how his age influenced him four a study and analysis of every author's best works and of many of the books required for college entrance examinations five selections enough especially from earlier writers and from writers not likely to be found in the home or school library to indicate the spirit of each author's work and directions as to the best works to read and where such works may be found in inexpensive editions six a frank untechnical discussion of each great writer's work as a whole and a critical estimate of his relative place and influence in our literature seven a series of helps to students and teachers at the end of each chapter including summaries selections for reading bibliographies a list of suggestive questions and a chronological table of important events in the history and literature of each period eight throughout this book we have remembered roger ascham's suggestion made over three centuries ago and still pertinent that Quote, tis a poor way to make a child love study by beginning with the things which he naturally dislikes we have laid emphasis upon the delights of literature 
we have treated books not as mere instruments of research which is the danger in most of our studies but rather as instruments of enjoyment and of inspiration and by making our study as attractive as possible we have sought to encourage the student to read widely for himself to choose the best books and to form his own judgment about what our first anglo-saxon writers called the things worthy to be remembered to those who may use this book in their homes or in their classrooms the writer ventures to offer one or two friendly suggestions out of his own experience as a teacher of young people first the amount of space here given to different periods and authors is not an index of the relative amount of time to be spent upon the different subjects thus to tell the story of spencer's life and ideals requires as much space as to tell the story of tennyson but the average class will spend its time more pleasantly and profitably with the latter poet than with the former second many authors who are and ought to be included in this history need not be studied in the classroom a textbook is not a catechism but a storehouse in which one finds what he wants and some good things besides few classes will find time to study blake or newman for instance but in nearly every class there will be found one or two students who are attracted by the mysticism of blake or by the profound spirituality of newman such students should be encouraged to follow their own spirits and to share with their classmates the joy of their discoveries and they should find in their textbook a material for their own study and reading a third suggestion relates to the method of teaching literature and here it might be well to consider the word of a great poet that if you would know where the ripest cherries are ask the boys and the blackbirds it is surprising how much a young person will get out of the merchant of venice and somehow arrive at shakespeare's opinion of shylock and portia if we do not bother him too much with notes and critical directions as to what he ought to seek and find turn a child and a donkey loose in the same field and the child heads straight for the beautiful spots where brooks are running and birds singing while the donkey turns as naturally to weeds and thistles in our study of literature we have perhaps too much sympathy with the latter and we even insist that the child come back from his own quest of the ideal to join us in our critical companionship in reading many textbooks of late and in visiting many classrooms the writer has received the impression that we lay too much stress on second-hand criticism passed down from book to book and we set our pupils to searching for figures of speech and elements of style as if the great books of the world were subject to chemical analysis this seems to be a mistake for two reasons first the average young person has no natural interest in such matters and second he is unable to appreciate them he feels unconsciously with chaucer and as for me though that my wit be lite on book is for to read i me delete 
indeed many mature persons including the writer of this history are often unable to explain at first the charm or the style of an author who pleases them and the more profound the impression made by a book the more difficult it is to give expression to our thought and feeling to read and enjoy good books is with us as with chaucer the main thing to analyze the author's style or explain our own enjoyment seems of secondary and small importance however that may be we state frankly our own conviction that the detailed study and analysis of a few standard works which is the only literary pabulum given to many young people in our schools bears the same relation to true literature that theology bears to religion or psychology to friendship one is a more or less unwelcome mental discipline the other is the joy of life the writer ventures to suggest therefore that since literature is our subject we begin and end with good books and that we stand aside while the great writers speak their own message to our pupils in studying each successive period let the student begin by reading the best that the age produced let him feel in his own way the power and mystery of beowulf the broad charity of shakespeare the sublimity of milton the romantic enthusiasm of scott and then when his own taste is pleased and satisfied a new one will arise to know something about the author the times in which he lived and finally of criticism which in its simplicity is the discovery that the men and women of other ages were very much like ourselves loving as we love bearing the same burdens and following the same ideals lo with the ancient roots of man's nature twines the eternal passion of song ever love fans it ever life feeds it time cannot age it death cannot slay to answer the questions which arise naturally between teacher and pupil concerning the books that they read is one object of this volume it aims not simply to instruct but also to inspire to trace the historical development of english literature and at the same time to allure its readers to the best books and the best writers and from beginning to end it is written upon the assumption that the first virtue of such a work is to be accurate and and the second to be interesting the author acknowledges with gratitude and appreciation his indebtedness to professor william lyon phelps for the use of his literary map of england and to the keen critics teachers of literature and history who have read the proofs of this book and have improved it by their good suggestions william j long stamford connecticut End of section zero.